This is a podcast from Minute Media. And welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I am Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts of Rocks Pile, and I am joined by my friend and fellow co-expert, Kevin Henry. Kevin, how are you? No, doing well. The snow is coming down in northern Colorado, and it has never looked better than it does right now. Absolutely. I think up until Christmas, here in Ohio, we had more snow than you guys out there in Colorado, which oh. really says something. You know, there there were so many places. Uh, I believe Palm Springs had more moisture the last six months of the year than we did. Uh, so, you know, it's, yeah. And and just want to say real quick, uh, certainly uh, every thought we have goes out to all those affected in Superior and Louisville by the fires. Uh, it's about 25 minutes from where I live. I have friends who was evacuated and, you know, it, it was just such a horrific time and it still is. So just know that, uh, you know, while we're thankful for the snow, we're also uh, trying to see what we can do to help everybody who's affected by that. And I know there's a lot happening in the Rockies community as well as in the Denver sports community, trying to reach out and see what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with the snow, it helps, uh, Obviously, yeah. uh, precipitation in general helps, but also to being colder. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there's, you know, everybody kind of rolls their eyes about we need the moisture, but it, it was such a relief whenever that snow finally came through the, um, you know, New Year's Eve. So anyway, uh, certainly absolutely thinking about everybody. And, and I know that there, there will be a lot going this year to help people uh, who have been displaced by that horrific fire. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one thing with, especially in recent years, it's been a problem out there in Colorado, hopefully can be resolved soon. Yeah. You know, I, I, I tweeted out that day, um, you know, I was actually out of town visiting family, but I tweeted out about Boulder County being home. Boulder County is home, you know, and, and that's where I live. And, and it's something that, you know, with the natural disasters that we've been through with the shooting at the King Supers, uh, you know, it's it's been a really rough few years, but uh, it's been amazing to see how strong that uh, folks have rebounded from that. And uh, I hope, Noah, you know, uh, the Broncos aren't providing a lot of relief or distraction. Uh, but yeah, you know, I wouldn't I, say I, relief, but distraction, <laughs> distraction and, and not in such not such a good way. But, um, you know, it's something that I don't think the Rockies are going to be providing any kind of distraction or even conversation for quite some time, unfortunately, it sounds like. Yeah. And part of that is, uh, let's be honest. Uh, we'll, we'll start off our first podcast of the year being very honest. The Rockies are not a good baseball team, um, but they might not have much time before spring training to make any moves. And yep. that was, I said this in articles. If I didn't say this here on the podcast, that personally, that was my biggest problem with the Rockies not doing anything before the lockout. Because, I mean, if the lockout ends tomorrow, which, spoiler alert, it is not. Nope. Um, if it does, please, old takes uh, uh, old takes exposed, please, please, please tag me. I'll be happy to admit it, <laughs> but it's not going to Yeah. Um, so, well, uh, it, I think, get, yeah, go ahead. I just want to say one thing before you move on, because you hit the nail on the head. As the Rockies are constructed right now, they're not a very good team. We yeah. know that. They have pieces, but as a whole, it's not a good team. This lockout and the way that it looks like it is going could put them behind the eight ball, along with some other teams that were kind of waiting 
you know, and, and I'm going to throw the Dodgers in there. I'm going to throw the Yankees in there. Uh, there. There's a lot of teams that waited to see what the CBA was going to look like. Would the DH really be in all these different things? And by waiting, you've absolutely cut down the window now. Unless a miracle happens, you've cut the window down that teams are going to have to work with to put a roster together and have spring training and build some kind of chemistry before the year begins. And who knows? I mean, we could be here in May, June, and not have any games yet. And by what we're hearing, that would not be surprising. And if we get to that point, then then baseball has has killed itself. I mean, which won't be the first time, and it, it won't be the last time. It won't. It and it's frustrating because you know we've talked on past podcasts about Sosa McGuire and the whole bringing baseball back with the home run chase. That's not going to happen again, you know. And who's going to be does, the next? I, well, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again, but it's going to be viewed with more skepticism. And it won't be because of steroids. Could be because of steroids. But it also could be like, for example, last year they used two different balls. And and you know what? I'm going to give a shout out to somebody, Tracy Ringlesby, because Tracy mentioned the cowboy. The cowboy. Whenever they mentioned how Ken Rosenthal was fired, and uh, today I believe it was was it Richard Justice that's no longer with the MLB Network as well. Uh, I they, believe he. I I thought he took the buyout thing that they okay. had but there but it was brought up by tracy and and it's such a great point how much did we ever hear about that switching of baseballs i mean you talk about a story that just died and mlb did everything it could to kill that story and it and it's really gone it could have been should have been one of the biggest stories of last year and yet it's really an afterthought now um, by the way, with Richard Justice, yeah, he did say that uh, MLB Network has, quote, shown me the door. So yep. he he was a contributor for them. He wasn't on as much as Ken Rosenthal was, which if you haven't heard, uh, Ken Rosenthal, he, he was not fired by MLB Network, but he did not have his contract renewed. It ended um, December 31st or at the end of the year sometime. Um, and it was by and large due to him criticizing Rob Manfred, which and I mentioned this in articles on Rock's Pile and Call to the Pen. As long as Rob Manfred's at the wheel, it's going to be a, he is a public relations train wreck. Oh yeah, you want to actually have your game grow, get rid of him. But the problem is, fans can't get rid of him, and players can't get rid of him. It's there's 30 people that can control it. And really it's 16 people that can control it. And that's the MLB owners. If you get 16 of them that vote uh, no confidence, he could realistically still stay in, but he would probably resign at that point. But if he can't take criticism, he shouldn't be there. It's simple. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I'll admit, I am not a person who sits around and watches NFL network all day or NHL network you know, and I'm not sure how much that they really criticize their commissioners on those broadcasts, which, by the way, are owned by the league. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> let's remember that. And I'll be blunt and say that's what happens when you have state run media. Sure. I Absolutely. mean, there's a reason why people like for the Rockies, 
There's a reason why people look at us. They look at DNVR, Purple Row, Denver Post. Thomas Harding with MLB.com is great, but like right now, there's a lockout. What what can he do? He can't do much. Yeah, and and it's something that I think that we've got to sit here because you said it. Lockout's not going to end tomorrow. No. You know, I mean, the fact that they are still not even talking, and it and we're recording this on January the fifth. You know, I I think that that says a lot about how deeply these two sides are dug in. And they're going to wait till the other one blinks. And right now, ain't nobody blinking. And that's one thing if they weren't even talking. But, oh, okay, well, schedule for a meeting for January 15th. Sure. Okay. They have not even scheduled anything. They they will not talk for probably till the end of January. Yeah. If even that soon. And that's a problem. You know, it's a problem for, you know, let's go back to what we were talking about a minute ago. A lot of players, a lot of teams are still waiting to see what the next move is going to be. And, you know, I, I had an interesting discussion with my dad yesterday. We were, we were talking about the strike, not the strike, the lockout, sorry. And, and he was asking me about players like Trevor Story. And I said, I guess in the grand scheme of things, Trevor Story is unemployed. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of players, Correa, Story, Kershaw. You know, there's a lot of players who are out there that don't know what's coming next, and they're sitting here twiddling their thumbs just like we are, wondering what's going to happen. Yeah. Castellanos, Schwarber. Yeah. A few of those guys, uh, if the Rockies plan on being contenders, they should sign Castellanos or Schwarber. There's a reason why we've been doing our trade target series. uh, Make a few trades. But the problem is, is if you're there sitting on June 15th and you're a week away from entering spring training games in Arizona, which obviously this is the least of their worries at this point, but playing spring training games in Arizona in June is just going to be awful. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's going to want to be there. (laughs) No, I I have no doubt that they will do the whole summer camp thing again. I I have no doubt that they'll just do inner squad games you know, but this time, and, and Noah, correct me if I'm wrong here, minor league baseball will go on. Absolutely. So it's not like they're going to be able to pull guys up from the, you know, a, a group of guys from the isotopes uh, to take part in summer camp like they have in the past. Yeah. So, and that's one thing that we talked about last year with the pandemic of, okay, do you want to stretch guys out and all that? If you've got spring training and you don't have any minor league players and you don't want your, uh, starting pitcher slash opening pitcher going five, six, seven innings, yet you don't want 10 major leaguers pitching. Are you going to play a five inning game? What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see what this does to, as you mentioned, spring training, because it's not just the leagues that are impacted. You know, I was reading a study earlier today about the amount of money that comes into the Phoenix area every year during spring training. Now, they lost that, for the most part, quite a bit in 2021 because of restrictions and things along that line. And they lost some of it in 2020 as well. They did. So now they're looking at the third straight year that they may not have the income that they are expecting. And that makes a huge difference for 
you know, those Airbnb owners, everybody in, in the Phoenix area and in Florida as well. So well, not it, to mention too, do you want to be in Florida or Arizona in February and March or June and July? Sure. Do you want to be comfortable or do you want to die of heat exhaustion for being outside for five minutes? I mean, last time I checked, <laughs> uh, the Diamondbacks, the Rays and the Marlins all played in enclosed stadiums last time I checked. So it's interesting, huh? Yeah. Well, my, my, my. <laughs> the um, things we are discovering. Yes. Yeah. So it's that, and that's one thing with Major League Baseball. They, they can learn a ton from the 90 and 94 slash 95 lockout in strike but they haven't and that's uh, that's one being a big history person that's one thing that people constantly don't learn from history and not to mention other people's mistakes yep but but here we are january 5th still wondering we were talking of trade targets with the pirates and uh rockies i mentioned in there yeah the Pirates haven't been in playoff contention since uh, 2015 because, by and large, they've made the same exact problems. What have the Rockies done? By and large, the same exact problems. Yep. And when you repeat the same problems, that's that. There's a thing that you know that's called um, insanity. So I hear. <laughs> well, speaking of insanity, after the break, we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to rehash a, an article uh, that our friend Nick Groke uh, contributed to, as well as maybe dip a little bit more into what this offseason could bring for the Rockies. Here on the Rocks File, Rockies Report. And Kevin Henry back with my friend and fellow co-expert Noah Yingling on the Rocks File, Rockies Report. And Noah, I, you know, no surprise, but the Athletic is looking for things to write about just like we are. What a shock. And earlier today, they put out an article about the 30 teams and each one of them having a potential trade candidate. Can you guess who the 30th or who the Rockies had as their trade candidate, courtesy of our friend Nick Groke? Rymel Tapia. Rymel Tapia. I do nothing in a, in a trade. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's funny. I read through that article and there were a lot of guys in there that while they may be trade ideas, I'm not sure that they're going to be guys who are going to move on any team. You know, I, I I mean, can you imagine trying to trade? Cause the, the Dodgers guy suggested Gavin Lux. Can you imagine what it would take to get Gavin Lux off the Dodgers? I mean, seriously. And that's yeah. one thing that here soon we're going to examine ourselves is a draft history look between the Dodgers, maybe the Giants as well, of so many players on the Dodgers where you're like, okay, they drafted this guy. And you look at the Rockies and you're like, who? What? Huh? Who's that yeah. guy? <laughs> or, oh, this guy didn't pan out. Yeah. You know, so often we, we, you know, Rocky's Twitter goes all over Greg Reynolds and, you know, for good reason, let's be honest here, but there's a lot of missteps through the years that you can look at and do the whole what if game real easily. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of them was, um, it was Garrett. I I know looking it up was Garrett Hampson. I forget who else was in that round. I'd have to look it up real quick. And he was drafted third round of the 2016 draft. It was, Let's see. 
uh, well, Zach Gallon was drafted. Uh, Dustin May is who the Dodgers drafted. Now, obviously, he's out with Tommy John surgery, but he's made 31 appearances. Yeah, he's made 31 appearances in the majors, and he has a sub-3 ERA. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, it stuns me that we look back and we say, what if this would have happened? You know, we did an article on that earlier this week about, you know, if the Indians had actually won the 07 uh, American League and the World Series would have happened earlier. What if for the Rockies, you know, all that stuff. But going back to the trade targets article, Noah's done a heck of a job with those looking at each team. So make sure you're checking out our site uh, with Noah's deep dive on what ifs and what could be involving every team in the major leagues. But it is something that I don't know if the Rockies are going to be able to trade Tapia. The more I think about it, I I really don't know. And if they are, is it going to be worth whatever they get for him? And I'm not sure, as you mentioned, it's going to be much. If they didn't think they were going to get much out of one year of Trevor Story, what makes you think they're going to get much out of two years of Ryan L. Tapia. Bingo. And also, too, that's two years as of now. If the CBA, if they decide, oh, it's going to be five years until free agency, you have one year of Ryan L. Tapia. Who, uh, what are you going to get for one year of Ryan L. Tapia? Yeah, you're going to get I, back squat. I don't think you are either. You know, and, and there was another player in there. Um, Oh, I'll, and I'll have to look at the article, but there were a couple of players that I looked at and I'm just like, you know, it was the whole change of scenery guy. Oh, yeah. he struggled the last couple of years, maybe in a new place, you know, and I'm kind of like, does anybody really want to take a chance on the trade change of scenery guy in today's baseball environment? If you're really trying to win, I'm not sure. I really don't think you are. And it depends on how long they've been bad. I mean, like, okay, he was good. 2017, 18, 19, 20, but he was injured in 2021. Okay. That's okay. He's probably going to be good, assuming he's not injured in 2022. But We're looking at you, Cody Bellinger. We're looking yeah. at you, buddy. Yeah. But if you've been bad 17, 18, 19, you were good in 20 and you were bad in 21, I'm I'm gonna say you're probably not a good major league player. I'm gonna say that that's not a guy that you want on the roster. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. But it's, it's something that I think the Rockies are stuck between we've got to do something versus, oh, we can't do that. You know, it, it's really a, it's a bad scenario, honestly. And, and it's something that I think they're going to have to move the needle toward new to ever get going again and to get back into playoff relevancy. And uh, look, uh, this is the first time I'm looking at the athletics list. Yeah. And Almost every single one of them I've mentioned is a trade target for the Rockies. Almost every single one of them. <laughs> what a shock. Well, no, my, my, my. No Yingling does his homework, folks. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, but it is, it is something that you look at a team like the Pirates. You look at a team like, oh, I don't know, the Diamondbacks. You know, there are teams that are not good, but yet they have pieces that they could trade off. I don't think the Rockies in at least in this article are in that group because the piece that they're trying to trade off, I don't see is a piece of their future. Whereas I see that potentially with like the diamondbacks and and the pirates and some of the others that were mentioned in there. Well, and even like the pirates, the the person they have on there is Kevin Newman. 
Yep. I considered him for the Pirates article, which we had published today. And I'm like, okay, he's a good fielder, but the Rockies need a bat. Yeah. And he's not a good hitter. I mean, other than he's a good fielder and having Rockies tweets of Seinfeld saying, Newman, uh, the, really, what, what's the use for him as a Rocky? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you one that was very interesting to me. Didi Gregorius. Okay. I, you know, I think that that is something that it would not surprise me at all if the Rockies look at somebody, because there were a lot of shortstops on that list. Yeah. And we've talked about the veteran shortstop, or do you give it to Trejo? Uh, Do you move Rogers? You know, all this stuff that we've talked about all off season, apparently we're going to keep talking about because there's not going to be baseball to talk about. But I, I do wonder with a Gregorius or somebody like that, would you dare bring him in knowing that the bat's there and it can be there, but there's a lot that goes along with that too. Yeah. And that, that's the thing where this, this past year he was injured, didn't play well. 2020 he played well. He played all 60 games. 2019 he didn't play well to which, and then 2017 and 18, he was good, but yeah. Which version of him are you getting? Not to mention, too, he's not that great of a defender. So if you if you want to be a playoff, if you think you're going to be a playoff contender, you won't be. But you think you're going to be a playoff contender. I'm feisty today. But um, if you think you're going to be a playoff contender, Didi Gregorius is not an acceptable replacement for Trevor Story at shortstop. I mean, it's as simple as that. Trevor Story is a good defender. Last year, Didi Gregorius had negative 10 defensive runs saved, and he had a 71 OPS plus. So essentially, you're putting, uh, if he plays at the same level, now that's a big if. I don't think he would. But if he he has that same exact season, Garrett Hampson is a better shortstop than Didi Gregorius. I mean, it's it's the same offensive output and a better defender. Well, and and here's the thing. You, You just hit it on the head a suitable replacement for story. There aren't a lot of those out there. There really aren't. And I'm not yet ready to say, Brendan Rogers, that's you. Yeah. I, I, I need to see another year of Brendan before I say that's Trevor story reincarnate 2.0. And not to mention too, even with Trevor story, you still had an awful offense. Yeah. So uh, are you going to plug in Rymel Toppy in left field again? I don't think so. Who are you going to well, put in center? Hampson, Hilliard, they haven't shown much. No, no, that, and, you know, we go back to right now, as this team is constructed, where's your offense going to come from outside of CJ Crone and maybe Mac? <laughs> it gets pretty, you know, isn't it? In <laughs> a late season, in a late season, Elias Diaz. Okay, yeah. let's throw that in there too. Okay. Not early Charlie, season. Charlie will get on a good on base clip. He will. He's not going to hit for power. That's about it. it. Yeah. So, so again, going back to what we talked about before the break, this team, as it's constructed now, is in trouble. This team needs to find some free agents, which you can't find at the moment because you're not allowed to. Yep. 
it's it's a vicious, vicious little whirlpool of a circle here. I'm telling you. And not to mention, too, I mean, the Diamondbacks, I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were last year, A. And B, they haven't made a ton of moves, but... Melanson. They signed Melanson. They got uh, Jordan Lupolo from the uh, Rays in a trade. That's by far no means a great team, but they aren't going to be as bad as they were last year. The Rockies, get, yeah. are, if you take right now, the oh, well, last year they had 74 wins. The Rockies right now, they would be jumping up for joy if they got 74 wins out of this team. Yeah. Because you're losing Gray. You're going to lose Story. 74 wins. That, that's that they would be, like I said, jumping for joy if they had that. Yeah. And, and trust me, Alan Trejo, we love you on the podcast. Good man. Yeah. Good guy all around. I don't think you can plug him in as the starter next year, unless you've got a plan B coming for more pop. Yeah. If you sign Castellanos, you sign Schwarber, you, um, get a DH assuming the DH is in the NL. Okay. Maybe you can do something with Trejo, but if McMahon isn't going to take a, uh, be consistent with the power, if Brendan Rogers isn't going to be consistent with the power, I don't think, let's be honest. I don't think CJ Crone's going to have a 130 OPS year next year or OPS plus, I should say. I mean, yeah, still. Borderline. And happy birthday, CJ Crown, by the way. Happy birthday. To yes. You. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but but I, I agree because I think a lot more. Last year, Crone was a pleasant surprise. I mean, let's be honest. We didn't know what to expect of him. And, you know, think all the way back to spring training. We were still trying to figure out, was it going to be him or Greg Bird? You know, I mean, <laughs> or Fuentes. Who was going to be at first base? You know, so Crone was a great surprise. This year, he's expected to produce. He's expected to hit all those homers like he did last year. It's tough. Yeah. And not to mention, let's assume that they sign Cassianos, they sign Schwarber, put one of them in the left and one of them DH, which that's definitely both are not going to happen. But no, we'll, we'll say one. Perfect world. Sure. And you then you find a center fielder. And let's say you find a shortstop or a second baseman, or even a third baseman, and put McMahon at short. You still have one of the worst bullpens in all of baseball. Yeah, yeah. And not I, to mention, who's your fifth starter? That's just it. I, I, we've said so many times on this podcast that there's so many holes that they need to fill. It's not going to be a one-year fix. Yeah, it, it's not. They don't. They're not going to go out in free agency and sign everybody they need to be that team or else they would have already started doing it. Yeah. And not they to mention too, I mean, like, for example, there were people who were mad that Bill Schmidt said, Oh, well, we just need more pieces. Absolutely. They do need more pieces. Yeah. The problem is I think the Rockies believe that they are two or three pieces away when they are eight to 10 pieces away, because not to mention you have all those things you've addressed the bullpen. You've got a fifth starter. You have got a an infielder that hits for power. You have a DH. You have a left fielder or center fielder. But what if they get injured? Who are you going to call up? I tell you. 
you don't have any depth. <laughs> well, and that's just it. You know, I you you talk about the two or three pieces that the that they need. I, I think that they think those two or three pieces are Zach Bean and and you know Brenton Doyle and Michael Tolia and all these guys are coming up. You know, and and again, that's not next year. Maybe yep, yep. a piece or two is maybe, maybe a Tolia, but you know. We, we still don't know as Welker that guy. We still don't know as Valade that guy, you know, so. Now watch. Uh, we say that Veen and Tolia aren't going to be in the majors next year. Uh, we're going to get a 1995 situation where we're going to have replacement players and we're going to have minor leaguers be in the major leagues and Zach hey, Veen is going to be in the majors. You know what? Bring it. You know what, I mean, Kevin? It, it, that's, that's baseball. baseball. <laughs> So, so here's a question and, and, and we, and we got to wrap up here, but here's a question. Would Bud Black be able to manage that team? Or I would say probably, yeah. Okay. I'm curious. Because, I mean, he's not part of the players association. Okay. I would Give me just, Bud Black and, you know, coaching Zach Bean and opening day at Coors Field. At least with the <laughs> 95 and the replacement players, they, there was only one manager who could not manage his team. Can you guess who it was and why? I had to be a player coach. I'm going to guess. No, the last, the last player coach was Pete Rose before he got. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, tell me. Cito Gaston. Cito. Okay. He could not manage because the province of Ontario would not allow them to play in Toronto with replacement players. Ah, Interesting. And he was employed by the Blue Jays as well. So they they could not play in Toronto with replacement players, and he could not manage them if they had replacement players. Good little history note. I like that. Yeah. You've always got the history notes. I will give you that. You throw those out there quite nicely. I I spend way too much time on Google. (laughs) Well, you know, if it's on the Internet, it must be true. So, therefore, Uh, it it must be. You You don't know this by now. Uh, frankly, you're a bad person. You don't really. Well, know. well, I think we know that in heading into 2022 that we are bad people, but we're still higher on this podcast and we are still Noah writing articles every day for this site too. And also I can't, I, this is a behind the curtain. Look, I can't tell you how many people have told me in the last month, how are you still writing articles? And like, uh, I have a laundry list of articles that I have not been able to get to. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so, so cl- much to write about. It's mind boggling. We're cleaning out the attic, man. I'm telling you. So. Yeah. And they're like, well, there's nothing happening. Like that. I will be dead when I'm run, uh, when I run out of article ideas. There's so many ideas that I can, when there's not games played, there's so many different things we can cover. Absolutely. That we and, can't cover if there are games, <laughs> which well, I, with that, I mean, It'll get boring after a while, but hey, there's hey, still stuff for you to read. If you still need a baseball fix, I'm going to say go to rockspile.com. And I'm also doing, the pen. I was just going to say, and another site that's covering all the teams, calltothepen.com, where Mr. Yingling and I are making our contributions as well. And between, especially with David, David Hill, who runs the site yep. with you, I mean, he's just a madman, which everybody in fan side had already knows this. But they my goodness, he is. You guys had what two hundred and twenty articles or something like that last month. Last month, yep, it's crazy. David Hill, he will be on a podcast with us, and you will get to 
travel the mind of David Hill with us one day very soon, which, like, which I'm not sure awesome. if I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to, you're on this ride with me, buddy. But no, uh-huh. there, there is nobody who, who keeps up with baseball more than Dave Hill and, and the writing he's done for call of the pen, big kudos to him for that. And he will be on our podcast maybe next time. We'll just see if we can make that schedule happen. And not to mention, he does White Cleat Beat, too, which is our uh, Oakland A's. The A's. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And he runs that by himself. The the man does and not sleep. And he has a full-time job outside of it. The I man mean, doesn't he, sleep, I'm telling you. He doesn't. So Except his nap. Except his nap. <laughs> hey, Rockies fans, we are still bringing you content, whether it's podcast rocksfile.com every day please check us out make sure that you are keeping up speed because the lockout may be in place but we are still pushing ahead so hey for my friend and co-expert noah yingling kevin henry and even in 2022 go rockies